Great day, everyone. Our names are Stefano and Diego, and welcome to The Last Meal Podcast, a place where we get to discuss different topics concerning the food industry and debunking myths, making the truth come to light. Okay, then. So let's jump right in. Today's topic is a little bit of an introduction into the world of food and the term called gastronomy. What does it mean? Why does it affect us? What is a gastronomist? Come on, there's so many questions. Let's venture into this world. So we have with me, Diego. So Diego, can you help us define a little bit gastronomy? What does it mean? Maybe use the dictionary. Yeah, so gastronomy has, has a very interesting definition uh, depending on who you ask. We use in elitist circles uh, revolving food and drinks, usually in either high-end cooking or production of high-end goods, such as specialty wines. The definition that we can see in, in dictionaries, such as the Cambridge Dictionary, refers to someone who enjoys and knows about high-quality food and drink. Uh, Merriam-Webster defines it as a lover of good food, especially one with a serious interest in gastronomy. Uh, some define gastronomy, especially in the, the high-end sector, as the art and knowledge involved in preparing and eating good food. Others might define it more as the culinary frontier of science and art and, and aiming to produce fine food, you know, sort so of these grandiose uh, journeys. Common understanding of gastronomy relates really to the high-end restaurants and almost to pretentious philosopher chefs who, who are self-proclaimed philosophers to a certain extent. You know, the restaurant that serves 20-course meals in which each dish has a supposed meaning with a specific harmony, you know, that's what parent, wine parents are called now. Uh, and all of this illustrates uh, a certain story that the chef is attempting to, to narrate, to explain to you. And if you don't understand that story, then, you know, you're stupid and you're not worthy of being in this elitist gastronomic group, you know, which is not really what gastronomy is, nor should it be. Exactly. And don't you think that these that these definitions that we see in these dictionaries that are actually very well reputed dictionaries are basically a definition of what being a foodie is? Yeah, like, to a certain extent. Not the, not the same thing, right? Yeah, to a certain extent, it's it's just almost like a like a rephrasing of of the definition of foodie, and in part it comes from a lack of knowledge of what gastronomy is, and even from the gastronomists or gastronomes, uh, however they like to call themselves, uh, who almost don't understand gastronomy to the fullest, and they endue themselves with these, you know, her these her these words. Uh, I don't want to say horrendous, but these. Uh, very um, big words, let's say, uh, to sort of give themselves value. So we, we've been into, we, we've already been part of this world and, and we know what, what gastronomy actually is, right? Mm -hmm. Actually studied this. So how do we really define for everybody that, can, that listens to us what gastronomy actually is? So, yeah, we have to sort of understand where the term gastronomy comes from. It can be traced back all the way to ancient Greece in Archstratus's book, Gastronomia, uh, as it is remembered by Athenius. Uh, the ancient Greek roughly translates into gaster, which is stomach or belly, and nomos, which is knowledge, rules, and law, which gives us a definition of gastronomy, an ancient definition, as the rules or norms in respect to eating and drinking. It is not until really the 
19th century with Brihant Sabin's book, uh, The Physiology of Taste, La Physiologie du Goût, uh, that we sort of see the word come up again. Uh, Brihant Sabin was a lawyer. He had no idea from what gastronomy could be. And it was one that was quite based on a bourgeoisie sort of style eating, which is a very proud way and respectable way of eating to a certain extent, and one that still exists today in, in French culture and, and many cultures. Uh, he sort of brought in certain aspects of Epicureanism and individualism, proposed that Gustarni was the intelligent comprehension of everything that affects us in as much as we may support ourselves. In his opinion, gastronomy was a science uh, whose purpose was the preservation of man through the best possible, possible sustenance. He believed that this comprehension should be offered to those who seek, give, or prepare ingredients which may be made into food, arguing that through the dissemination of knowledge and information, pleasure and delight could be experienced in nourishing ourselves. Briat Severin's ideology of gastronomy and all that pertains to it would eventually set a path for our understanding of gastronomy in the 20th century, how it related to social, cultural, and historical elements of eating and drinking. In the turn of the 21st century, uh, gastronomy was kind of engulfed by the explosion of molecular cuisine and kind of the smoke bomb that has followed it up to now. Molecular gastronomy, for those who don't know, is a, is a movement in food and drink that was popularized by El Bouilly and their head chef, uh, Ferran Adria, and it would eventually drive different schools of thought producing some of the most popular chefs in the world today. Uh, these same chefs that, you know, proclaim themselves philosopher chefs or artists or scientists. This era is one of the most important revolutions in cuisine and arguably one of the most creative time periods in gastronomy. To understand gastronomy, you must understand the whole context of food and drink. And really that is from, you know, the, the food that is planted in either, you know, your backyard, if you if you grow your food, or uh, from um, a local agricultural center. Um, and the trajectory of that food that has been planted, even from the resources, you know, the, the potassium and the nitrogen that is used to fertilize that soil, all the way to you eating it and, and digesting it, whether that is through you transforming that food by yourself or uh, just heating up the product, uh, having someone else uh, transform that product for you. That whole line, that whole trajectory of, uh, of food and drink, um, that is gastronomy. And and there's a lot of paths to that. Usually we we just conflate it to the high end, you know, uh, the Instagram pictures of a, of a Michelin restaurant. Exactly. So Michelin stars, Michelin stars, um, small dishes, these extravagant presentations are actually just one small side of what gastronomy could really reach. So what you're saying is like the value chain of food entirely. Like it, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, it's completely a different thing. It's actually everything that happens before you eat something. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like a relationship between food and, and people. Yeah. It's, it's a much more holistic view of, of the entire relationship and and the activity of, of eating food and, and in, in 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 reality this is something that that has existed for a long time we've lost it uh really in the last couple hundred years i would say maybe a little bit less but from from in origin the, the origins of of the word gastronomy and gastronomia in, in general come from from this 
type of relationship, the relationship of your food and drink to your body and to the effects of your body. You know, that's why originally cooks and, and doctors, uh, alchemists, uh, as they were before, were, were one profession, you know, uh, doctors arise and, and cooks arise from the practice of alchemy, right? And and many tribes left around the world that are have distanced themselves from, from modern civilization. The the role of of the doctor or the, the medic, the person who is curing people of, of whatever illness is also highly dependent on knowledge of food, especially, you know, certain roots, certain plants, and even the day-to-day food that we, that they eat. And that's a, that's a different conversation exactly on, on what they specialize in, but the relationship there is important. And it's something to a certain degree that is lost in, in what we understand now as astronomy. So, so do you think that we as modern people have lost a little bit the val the real value behind what we eat. Yeah, well, I, I think most of us don't understand what we eat. Not only in the, you know, chemical sense, in, in the sense that what our our food is composed of, or the nutrients that it may have, even the variation in the same product, but depending on where it's grown and how it's grown, the nutrient density is completely different, and the way you'll you'll digest it is completely different. So not just in in that sense, in in how it's produced, but also the way we eat it, the way we consume, overconsume or underconsume, depending on on what you're doing, and and our tendency to rely on a lot of information that hasn't really been backed up, and it's constant cha- constantly changing information, as well. So so we know a little bit more about the past. We definitely mm-hmm. know that that it's been huge in in terms of our evolution as as human beings. We know that right now it's been probably a little bit lost, but how could we introduce gastronomy a little bit more in, in our future in order to, to, I don't know, maybe continue to evolve and, 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 and become better, right? It's difficult to say exactly. There's definitely different strategies in order for us to better comprehend what, what gastronomy is, probably starting with education, children, not, you know, indoctrinating them in, in certain fads as, as we see today in schools. But taking them to to farms, taking them to agricultural centers, wherever really, so they understand how their food is produced. A large part of, of the the distance and, and the extremes in, in the food world, all political worlds really, is uh, a lack of understanding of, of the root of, of development of, of our products. It seems to me that in all the countries, especially, you know, the, the less modernized countries who are more in touch with their agricultural roots, the children understand and have a deeper relationship with their food. So it would start there primarily. We'd have to as well sort of solidify our our teaching in nutrition, both from a nutrition, nutritionist aspect and medical doctor's aspect. The medical doctor, I think in, in America and Canada, they get just over 19 hours of nutrition, nutritional uh, teaching in their entire eight years from bachelor's and, and their medical degree. So that's nothing, really. And it seems more and more evident that the root cause of all the chronic illnesses that, that humans that humans are facing, especially in the modern world, uh, are due to our food consumption and our diets. Exactly. And it's and it's funny at the same time because something so important, like what what you've just told us, that the real importance of food is actually much deeper than simply feeding yourself. So I yeah, just it's much find- it's, it's it's much deeper than than feeding ourselves or even 
the the sensations the the good sensations that we that we feel when we eat you know food is not just about taste it's not just about texture it is not about these sort of hedonic pleasures that that we can indulge in sometimes you know it's it's part of the experience but originally food is not meant for us just to consume it for pure pleasure it's to nourish ourselves and nourishing ourselves is an almost a very delicate and quantitative thing that we must measure very carefully not you know either you you result in starvation as we see today or on the other side of the spectrum uh, which is much more apparent and much more common obesity which you know is you know one of the root causes of the mass chronic and and most of the diseases in in the modern world no de- definitely definitely it's 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 one of the problems that we're that we're facing right now as 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 humans but i i find it very very funny or interesting mm-hmm. that the only side of gastronomy that we actually see in social media or in modern life is for example i don't know food critics they go to a restaurant and say no nah, it's terrible work or or no the flavors are not balanced or this wine does not go with with this particular dish and it, it it kind of gives us a bad reputation, don't you think? The the problem with critics, with journalists in in the food world, and and really in a lot of sectors, is that journalists get a title for being journalists, but not usually not for the specified specialized field in which they're they're informing on. Uh, and this happens a lot, almost entirely, uh, in in the food world where. All food critics, almost all food critics, have no actual understanding of food, whether that be at an agricultural level or at a restaurant level. Right? Uh, you'll see the the most famous, uh, the most famous journalists, whether that's in America or, or in Europe, that are just you know that they have their journalism title and their only reference, I guess, or or credit to writing about anything related to food is their consistent practice of it. You know, uh, a journalist who's been reviewing restaurants for 20 years, uh, there's an argument there to be made that someone with the with 20 years of experience reviewing could be better than someone who, who studied uh, food, who maybe even better than a chef. You know, it's, it's an interesting debate that could be had there. But for the most part, most people who are reviewing or, or talking about food and and drink uh, at any level don't know what they're talking about in depth enough to make an actual critic I would say and I think that's why a lot of restaurants a lot of businesses chefs get offended a lot a dissonance in between both both points of views I don't know what uh, what the solution is because even now in in the gastronomic universities the people who are getting led into the journalism journalism programs do not have a, a high a huge background in, in gastronomy or, or food and drink uh, they have a, a writing background and you know a, a small specialization perhaps through this program for gastronomic journalism and now we see it in in most places uh, of the world in, in which this high fine dining or gastronomic scene is is quite the mode that the people who are at the top of the journalist hierarchies, are you know either retired politicians or lawyers people of influence within the the elitist groups who in certain cases have even made businesses of 
their uh, specific journalist uh, activities. Uh, certain people who, you know, have have written in certain, you know, national uh, periodicals, certain columns, and have then created maybe a gastronomic event, which, you know, has happened in Spain, uh, happens in in the States quite a bit, more with the, more with the fairs. But it seems like they're taking advantage and setting up certain narratives to help their own businesses. So, so now we know a little bit more about gastronomy in general. Mm-hmm. How is as, as a conclusion, basically, gastronomy is directly related into into our life. We see it as the relationship between food and and, and humanity, and uh, and how it most well mostly takes up a very, very big world of of the minute something is produced until it's it arrives to your table and you finally eat it. So yeah. that basically gives us a lot more knowledge and puts us into perspective of more or less where we're going with this, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to to look into the future and 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 of course as as humans always look towards a better, I know, a better understanding and, and, and obviously better improvement, right. Of, of our lives. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe, maybe if we introduce a little bit more gastronomy into, into what we're doing, maybe things get to be a little bit better. Right. Yeah. I I think the, the, the generations that are, that are coming out of, you know, the, the tail end of the, the latest gastronomic revolution, we'll say, in the in the beginning of this century, with all the, the molecular cuisine and all these things, and, and the rise of, you know, a study more focused on, on what gastronomy maybe should be, is giving potential to a better definition, a more holistic, could be the word, a more encapsulating view of, of gastronomy. And that uh, could bring very good fruit in the future. Uh, we'll see. Uh, because you know, unfortunately, it is heavily politicized, and currently extremes are are prevalent uh, on both sides, m- mostly towards you know a, a left side, and we see that in in the universities, and even our university where where we graduated, we see that more and more. But hopefully, uh, we understand that the relationship to food that we've had in the past is is much better than the one that we have today, and as you know. The world deglobalizes, which it seems to be doing, uh, and more people leave the big cities and go to smaller cities and big towns and smaller towns. That, you know, the relationship to food will be much, much more personal, and, and that's really the way the way to move this forward. You know, personalizing our food, our relationship to food. Exactly, we, we become a little bit more, you could say, healthier. A, a better relationship with with or better knowledge of where your food comes from and and yeah. and how to how to react to it right so i think i think we're definitely going in a in a better direction of of probably humanity a few years ago when we started started industrializing things a lot more mm-hmm. yeah we'll see it seems like especially in the in the modern world, we've kind of gone over to an extreme in terms of industrialization, even though it makes things cheaper, perhaps, you know, even though something is cheaper, it doesn't mean that it is better. We'll see how it works. Definitely in the 
in the less modernized world, the need for industrialization and kind of globalization to impact them and needs, needs to hit them harder just so that they can move up and, and kind of elevate their social economical state. But we, I think, have realized in, in a large majority that the current way that we, you know, relate ourselves to food is is not healthy. And it seems to me, as we talk to people in, in this industry, in, in this world, that we're shifting more towards, you know, people going to their local butchers and, and local farmers market to to have that closer relationship. You know, it'd be it's it's a it's an interesting relationship. It's one that you know most people have three times a day. Uh, you know, maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe it's an hour, depending on how long you're cooking. Some people love cooking, you know, and some people love eating. But just because you love eating doesn't mean that you should, you know, indulge yourself consistently. You know, it's just like some people like alcohol, but if you drink too much alcohol, you'll you'll fall to the ground. And it's the same thing with food, you know, you, and sometimes you'll eat too much and you'll feel heavy and you'll feel weak and you'll, you'll fall asleep from, from the enormitude of your meal. So I think we just need to be a little bit more conscious of, of how we eat and, and where we source our food, just, just how you say. And hopefully the, the definition of gastronomy, which really is just you know a, a stupid little thing, but if we can make people, especially in the, the gastronomic scene to say that gastronomy is not just you know this elitist, you know publicized group, I think that when, when we start realizing that it, it's pretty much everybody, especially you know the the, the blue collar jobs involved, we, we can definitely produce a more prosperous future. Oh, that's, that's actually quite, quite the open, the closing, closing statement, Diego. And, and uh, well, before coming to an end, uh, we thank all of you for listening and check us out and please, and stay tuned for all the new content on our website and SPF NFL till next time on the last meal podcast. <laughs>